Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ungakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of July 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Oginki. Oh, Genki indeed, and uh, that's pretty much it. Another Dos Compadres episode this time. Gray is out. He is uh, enjoying a little bit of R&R as of right now, so that's why I'm back for a bit. <laughs> it's good to have you back. I've missed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, with that, what have we been listening to? Let's start with you, Luna. So, I haven't been listening to too much. I went back and I'm still listening to Benny, as I talked about last week, but this time I jumped to Lovebox, Jewel, Red, and her first covers album, and I will say I forgot how much I love Benny's cover albums, and it's because of how she does them, especially Lovers Again, and there's a couple other... Te Amo is one of the other ones she does that I absolutely love, so she pretty much takes songs and sings them in English, Japanese songs in English. And she also changes the composition to fit her voice and the song. And I love that because in a way it makes it a new song and it's not a straight cover and I dread straight covers. So I think she does an excellent job in revisiting these have been a treat and I've been in this whole Benny mood lately. So going back and re-listening to all her albums have been so nice. I also went back to Juju, and it's been quite some time. I checked out her first Juju Request album, which is phenomenal. I absolutely love her cover of Don't Wanna Cry, Will, and First Love. Also, Last Kiss is amazing. Juju just can do anything with her voice, and I forget how vocally, she, I mean, how high her vocals can actually go, because a lot of the songs I like by her, her vocals are deeper. But when you hear her saying don't want to cry and last kiss, hearing her voice hit those high notes, it's just like you just melt. And I absolutely love that about her. I also am still listening to Cream, Lovey Dovey. And I did go back to I. I went back to her Not So Different track. And I just love the lyrics on it. It is an amazing song if you haven't heard it. It just brings you so much love and happiness, in my opinion. It just makes you feel really good inside. Also was listening to some Daichi Yamamoto, thanks to Ken over here, who keeps sending me some pretty rad tracks, and I I really like his Elephant in My Room album. I think it, it's phenomenal, and that's what I actually went back to this week, because there are some great tracks on there, and one of my favorites on that is Blueberry, which you had, you had sent me, Ken. I was listening to Blueberry on repeat this week. I also love Radio featuring Flack. I think that is a fantastic one. Yeah, I know. He's actually doing a lot of really good work, especially with his White Cube album, so. Yes, that was, that was one you sent me. Simple featuring Shaka Bose, Bose was amazing, yeah. and Prey with Sada Yoshida. Paradise was really good too. I mean, I th that whole album, White Cube, is amazing. And I, I, if it weren't for Ken, Ken, if you, if it weren't for you recommending me him, I don't know if I think I would have found him eventually, but not. It would have taken me quite some time. 
So I'm still listening to the song Presence with Stutz and Takako Matsu, the Daichi version yeah. and the Nene version. Those two are just so good. Mm-hmm. It, it's just something that I don't know. It makes it just makes me all sway and sway and happy. So, and what else? I found a new artist called Tanaka Alice, and I discovered her an accident. And she does R and B and hip hop. And she was—I don't know if you're familiar with her, Ken. She was big and like she started out doing some stuff with Ayuse uh, Kozue. Mm. And I I kind of listened to her back in the day, but didn't really realize, you know, who I never checked, dived into Tanaka Alice. But she had a new song called It's Okay to Love Someone Come Out. And it was recommended to me. So I checked it out. And like, this is really good. So I listened to everything else she did. And my God, I like favorited every song on Apple. Her Miss Summer EP is amazing. And her song Watch Out, I absolutely love. And she's an artist I would like to talk about more later on. So I'm hoping she'll do more new stuff this year. But she was one of those random ones I found on Apple when I was relisting that I used to say because it's been a while. And she came recommended when I had when I was listening to Benny as well. So I'm like, well, I might as well check her out. So I will say she is one that I've just fell in love with because her vocals are really, really freaking good. And she's a good rapper and it's hard to find both of those in one. And she actually does do English tracks on a lot of her EPs. So she'll do an English one of like Watch Out. She did one of Pirates. And it's nice hearing, you know, both versions of it. And I I definitely recommend people checking her out if you like R&B or hip hop because she's really good so that's really all i've been listening to just those random ones what about you ken what's some new music for you uh so there's a couple so i've been listening to a rapper named km his new album everything inside is actually really good and daichi is actually a collab on one of the songs called mypl and it's the lead song. It's actually really, really good. I was also listening to our couple of our Music Corner alums. Roko Oshoku Shakai. I Don't Like Mondays. Shomor Hakubi. And Awesome City Club with their singles. Are You Ready? Baka. Marble. Color. And Another Color, respectively. So... I'm actually really, really liking Marble a whole lot of more. It's a little bit more electronica that I actually really do love with show more stuff. So that's something I've been really digging. And Color, the awesome City Club, uh, City Club one, it's all right. I mean, they're trying to hit the same popularity that they did with Wasude. And I'm just like, it's it's fine. I can tell that they're trying to do more magic with that, but it's it's, it's all right. <laughs> Besides that, I've been also listening to Yi with her track Otona. I, she is another vocalist that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but but just timing or another eventually. And then also Ditsy Sunfish released their single Never Again, which I'm absolutely loving. 
so there's just a couple things that I've been just kind of going back into I uh, listened to Empire again with their new single Isa absolutely solid so but with that let's go on to today's topic here and this time we have somewhat of an interesting one we do I've been wanting to do this one for quite some time actually yeah, so yeah, the topic is what kind of Japanese duo or trio would you recommend that's not a an idol group, so to speak, or like, and things like that. So, I actually wanted Gray to be on this one as well, because I figured that he, he would want to try at least branch out, but <laughs> it is how it is sometimes, so it's just me and you. So, why don't you start with your first pick here? Alright, so... Mine has, so my duo, they were a trio at one time, and they've been in the industry for a long time. I will say they are a music veteran. It is due as Infinity. And so they debuted in 1999 with the track Tangerine Dream, and they originally had three members. It was Tomi Kovan, Owatadi Ryo, and Nagano Dai. However, Nagano Dai left the group in 05, right after their split. And then Tomiko Van and Otawari Ryo did do a... They reunited back in 20... I mean, uh, 2008 for Revival. And they ended up continuing since. So, I will say, I got into them, and I'm going to be honest, was Fukaimori because of Inuyasha. At that time, I was in high school. I remember always listening to... Fukaimori, because it was one of the ending themes. And from there, I actually started discovering more of their music. And I followed them pretty much. I, re I remember when they disbanded. And I also remember their revival because I was hyped for their revival. And I mean, this is a group that made a big impact on me and a lot of my music interests because I discovered a lot of groups due to Do's Infinity them being under the AVEX label, that got me into more AVEX artists thanks to YouTube and with the recommendations. And I feel like Duo's Infinity was a good group to start off with. They are a more of a soft rock feel and kind of, they do have some poppy tracks. However, I, I, I would consider a more soft rock and they have, they have a huge discography. So for me, it's, very difficult to pick favorite tracks. I put Fukaimori on there because it was the first one I ever heard by them. And it also made a big, big impact on me because it got me, like I said, to listen to more of their music. And not to mention, I mean, I also heard Shinjitsu no Uta through Inuyasha as well. So that was another track I really enjoyed. But this was also one of the first groups I actually bought their albums. And back then, I mean, I was a poor high school student who, you know, didn't have a lot of money. So asking for something was I had to really, really want it and save up my money for it. And asking my parents to buy it online for me and give them the money. So it was a big deal. And first one I ever bought was Deep Forest by Do Is Infinity. And then from there, I bought True Song. And I eventually got at least all their studio albums. It, well, before... 05 and before and I started getting them for the revival as well but they're one of those groups that they they're I, I feel like they showcase their uniqueness through sample uh, a lot of their 
samples of the music, combining it with the electric guitars. They also use a lot of acoustic guitar in their music. And I love Tomiko's voice. She has a very unique vocal style and it's recognizable. And that's one of the other reasons I did fall in love with them is really because of Tomokiko Van. I mean, I even followed her solo career when she released solo music. And something about her voice just would pull me in. And not to mention, their compositions are phenomenal. I mean, the guitar work, they know exactly how to utilize it. And it really does draw you in. One of my other favorites still by them is Toku Made, which is also from Deep, Deep Forest. I still listen to that track, and that was one of the non-anime-related songs that I absolutely fell in love with, like, right after Fukai Mori, and they're back-to-back on Deep Forest, so you get to listen to them both, which makes the album even better for me. Like, just one right after the other. So, I mean, I will say their, uh, their debut album, Break of Dawn, is amazing. Tangerine Dream with the soft rock feel. Tomokiko's vocals just shine right through it. I love the guitar work in it. I also love Heart, which is on there. It's a very powerful track for me. And so the funny thing is, is I had a couple CDs and I'd always listen to them. My sister fell in love with their Gates of Heaven album, except she didn't know who who they were for the longest time. She just knew the album was Gates of Heaven and she knew the cover. And that has one of my other favorite songs on it, and it's Field of Dreams. And I think I, I, I ended up buying my sister a copy of it because she loved it so much because she always used to take mine. And that's another album I highly recommend. Field of Dreams is just freaking amazing. And it's just, I fell in love with all their older tracks. I also love Maho no Kotoba, Would You Marry Me? Because it's such a cute, sweet song. Um, but... So this was nice because I have not listened to Do's Infinity in quite some time. And I started going back to them recently. And I noticed they had a single they released last year called Anata wo Tada Aishitiru. And re-listening to it is what got me going back and pulling out all my CDs for them. Because it it still has the feel of what I remember them. Tomoki, uh, Tomo- Tomoko Van Van still has her amazing vocal style. And despite Nagano Dai not being in there, I mean, you still got Oatari Ryo in there and they still sound the same. They still have their soft rock feel. They still have great compositions. And I love that. It just gives me that nostalgia feeling of this is what I used to listen to. And they kept that. They kept their sound. They kept their uniqueness. And it was just nice going back. And one of the other songs I really liked that was a little bit newer was Nighter. And that was off of their Eternal... It was either off Eternal Flame or Eight. It it was off their Eternal Flame album. And that was, that was a little bit after I kind of... I think it was after Eternal Flame or Eight. I stopped listening to them. But Nighter was a track that always stuck with me. And re-listening to that, it is absolutely freaking gorgeous. It is a ballad. I mean, the guitar work is one of the big things for me. And just the emotion that come comes through on Tom- Tommy Colvin's voice just makes me really feel that. And I, I will just say that I'm glad we did this because I needed to revisit them and I needed that nostalgia back in my life. 
But Ken, I'm curious to hear what you think, because I have a good feeling you were very familiar at Dues Infinity as this was our time period. <laughs> yeah, you know, you talk about vocalists or groups from our time period of our generation, especially of our generation of getting into anime and stuff like that. Obviously, Dune Infinity is one of those one of those groups, those iconic groups, along with, you know, Asian Kung Fu and stuff like that, that really introduced a lot of Westerners or people that aren't in Japan to Japanese music. And you got, you know, you got all these really great tracks. You got Fukai Mori and things like that. And I really did like Tangerine Dream as well from back in the day. Their, their Internal Flame comeback was really good as well. Overall, you know, they have that feel of even though they did take this hiatus, like you were hinting at earlier, Luna... All their stuff has that nostalgic feel. And it just kind of works overall, right? It does. And I think that's why, to me, I still go back to them. And even their newer stuff still has their older feel. And I love that. And it's it's very interesting what happened with them. And just, like, I, I would love to, you know, see... Not so much the fallout, but just to see what happened between with, with Dai and Ryo and Tomiko. And I, I understand, like, Dai's still in the industry, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, he is still a composer. He's, yeah, just, so he's mm. he's just a composer, but not with mm. doing Infinity as a whole. He's just an all-around composer, if I remember yes. that. Yes, he is. So, but, you know... Uh, he's the, all three are still with Avex, and you know they're still going strong from when they first started, and you know listening to them again, just picking out a couple songs was just like a blast of memory lane, and just it reminded me why I really liked Japanese music in the first place. Then it just made me want to go watch Inuyasha for some strange reason. <laughs> I yeah I. I've been thinking the same thing because there was so much nostalgia with that show and the music, but I, and even do as infinity going back and re-listening to them brought that nostalgia feel of all the group. What got me, like you said, what got you into Japanese music? This was one of the groups for me or one of the duos. They were a big or trio back then, but they were a big pull for me to check out more music. Yeah. So, you know, when they were doing their hiatus back in the day, I was very surprised. Well, a that they were doing one because I knew that they they were doing fairly well back in two thousand five. So, I I thought that you know, I I guess with Tomiko trying to do a solo career, she wanted to to kind of make it on her own kind of thing. But it was good to hear that they came back during A Nation and, and things like that, that they were going to continue at some point. And obviously they were going to be part of Inuyasha in some way, shape, or form with Kimiga Inai Mirai, so... Which is also fairly solid, I might add, so... I do agree, yes. And hearing them when they came back with that, it made me happy to see they were still a part of the franchise, bringing one of those original artists back like them... 
and they they just have so many iconic songs I feel like it's when you hear them all that nostalgia just flows back and just I just love that they bring that feel and even I feel like even if you've never listened to their music before I feel they're a very easy group to get to listen to especially if you like rock music yeah especially if you like that rock pop feel they're a fairly easy group to kind of just slide into so but you know there's there's one thing i do want to ask if if you weren't going to do duo's infinity what what's another group that kind of just really sticks out that you would love to kind of bring into the focus so the one I really wanted to do is Maze is M A Y apostrophe S. So they are a R and B hip hop duo with a DJ and a vocalist, and I love their vocalist Michael Katagiri. I think she is absolutely phenomenal. She has a very powerful, soulful voice. There are two reasons I didn't pick them. One is their record label. Unfortunately, they're not a not all their stuffs available streaming internationally. And I, you can watch all their stuff on YouTube and all their music, but just on Apple Music, Spotify, unfortunately, it hasn't been made available yet. And two, their last song was in 2020, but I know they've been yeah. doing a live, a uh, 15th anniversary live, if I'm correct. And with the live performance, I have a feeling that's delayed a lot of their music. But they're a duo I wanted to showcase because I I love what I liked watching them, how they started out as very R and B, and Michael's voice fits that perfectly, and they went shifted more to a pop, a very poppy type feel later on, and it's interesting just to see that change. And they also have some phenomenal collaborations. They've done some with May J and Cliff Edge and wise and i just cannot say enough like how much i personally love them so my two favorite songs by maze one is one love mankai no kisu de aishiteru i that's the song that got me into maze and it's because of michael's vocals that really pulled me to it the other one is kiss koi ni ochite fuyu and that is a beautiful winter ballad and it is amazing I also think their song Kimi ni Toroke is a fantastic ballad. And that's what Maze, I think, does best, in my opinion, is they succeed at ballads due to Michael's vocals. But their upbeat songs, like Bonds, is phenomenal. It's a very fun dance track. And I just feel like they're a very duo I like to mention because not a lot of people know about them. And... I, I just think they're someone, if you're into R&B, such as like Aisha, Jasmine, May J, that type of thing, you will like Maze. No, no, I completely understand. Maze is, they are a very interesting group that that I, I do listen to some, but uh, not as much as I would like. But hopefully that can change in the future. I would have to buy it physically, though, right? If I'm correctly in that assumption as of right now they have one album that is streaming on apple and spotify and it's their cruising album which is a solid album i will say i mean i think it's really good and you can listen to a lot almost all their music on youtube so their channels made available and they have a ton of live performances on there 
I know it's kind of a pill sometimes to turn on YouTube, but that's what I do. Uh, besides the ones I own physically, I think I own almost every album. But I will say yes, they're one. If you can find them, check them out on YouTube before you buy it physically and see what you think. But I do recommend, if you can find their music, they're worth checking out. So with that, shall we move on to my yeah. pick? So Ken, what did which duo did you go duo or trio did you go with? So I went with the duo as well, and they are a very interesting. I I don't know what to classify them because they they do something very interesting. But this this duo is called uh, D Y T, and they are a vocal unit that really relies on the unique twists of having really. M- melodious vocals along with an, a very emotional flow what's very interesting about them is they make a lot of their work by not having really bound to one genre and they're really popular around around the younger generation and i can kind of see that they've been kind of on the music zeitgeist of up-and-coming groups to kind of watch out for and that's kind of where i found them while not having a really big discography since their debut back in 2008-18, there's a lot of work that really resonates with me, and I can't help but go back to them time and time again. They might show up on my own Gakuga, they might not, but a lot of their songs really resonate with what I've been kind of into lately. They're mostly a primarily digitally released focus artist, so that really, really helps with their uh, availability as well. And not being bound to one genre really kind of helps them in the long run because you can kind of hear the creative flow and vocal range of both the vocalists Yuta Chida and Yota Kanan. And their work is absolutely amazing. You got this more of a pop style, like thinking about you, or more of an electronic uh, rhythm style with Fallen. Or a more dance-centric style flow with Dice of the Devil. Or R&B style with Tokyo Friday Night. There's a lot of things there for fans of all genres. And I think this would be a perfect group to kind of introduce that is that duo trio kind of thing. So, how'd you feel about them, Luna? They had amazing vocals. And that was the first thing I noticed about DYT. So, and I also noticed that I like their love songs and most yeah. of their yeah. tracks felt like the ones that resonated with me were they, their love songs. Like Still in Love was fantastic and To You was probably one of my favorite on their Juliet single. Uh, I But I also really enjoyed Dice of the Devil because it was so interesting and it just had... Like when you talk about them crossing genres, they really do. I mean, they can do R and B, but they can also do like that jazzy feel. Yeah. And that's what like Dice of the Devil felt like that to me. Um, one of the other ones, their EP I really enjoyed was was their Mingle EP, and Thinking About You and Only One were just phenomenal. And I I I feel like they're a group or duo I would love to see more of, and I'd like to see them do some collaborations because I think they could do if they had a rap like a collaborative rapper in there, would be very interesting because they have amazing vocal work. I'd like to see them go in that R and B type of flow. Mm. 
Mm. As I feel like their vocals fit that more than anything, but that's just kind of how I I see it. But I like that they don't stick with one genre because then you can yeah. everyone finds a song that they like, and they're not that one trick pony where they stick with one thing. They can do various things. They can kind of just bend to whatever they kind of want to convey, kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and their vocals fit with that, and I feel like how their compositions are set they know how to set their singing style with that which would also make them really great Uh, with them being newer and i know you said you discovered them as some of the up-and-coming artists was there a Mm. were they recommended like what site or like up-and-coming artists did you find them on was it like apple music was it a japanese it wasn't it was it wasn't on um any music like Apple Music kind of thing. So um, I kind of subscribe to a lot of streaming channels, and they showed up on Space Space Shower Music. They showed up at MTV Japan's music channel. Any kind of mostly music base that's in the zeitgeist of things, they kind of know. They kind of keep their ear to what is new and hip with the younger crowds and they kind of been popping up lately they've been popping up mostly because of tokyo friday nights which was at the time their most recent release and was really good and i absolutely fell in love with them because of that so tokyo friday night was really good i can i can easily see how that resonates with with younger people as um, DYT is fairly new, is there a certain style they haven't covered you'd like to see them try? Uh, I would kind of want to see them do a rock style just to see if they can. Because, it, it, you know, I've been seeing them do a lot more pop, R&B, rap. And that's usually the style of genre that... I've been with these kind of solo or duo artists that I kind of gravitate towards to, and you you know this of me. So I've if I hear like a solo or duo kind of artist, they mostly are doing R and B or or rap or a little bit of both, and I kind of want to see them mix it up with just like more of a rock beat style of composition. I don't know if they will. They might not, but if they could, that'd be very interesting to see their take on it so to speak. I agree. That would, that'd be very interesting. I mean, I think they have the vocals to pull it off. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I also kind of feel like they'll go into the trap of anime singer. So that's my thing. Yeah. I hope not, but it would give them a good push if, you know, to get their name out there more. So I will say it'd be very good for them to get their, get a song in it on a yeah yeah i just don't you know we we just don't want to see him fall in that trap where that's all they're known for all they do but yeah with that let's continue on to the music on here and this week i have the reins and we'll be talking about the lovely vocalist young hyung and she is a singer slash songwriter from fukuoka that got her start back in 2005 so she is very interesting of the artists that we are covering because 
you might think that she is a Korean artist that moved to Japan, but this is actually really interesting because I just said that she's from Fukuoka. She's actually third generation Korean descent in ja- in Japan, and Hyung brings that unique taste of of that soul writer and kind of continually involves with them omnivore style of music that incorporates very genres such as jazz, hip hop, soul, and folk. And kind of has that more realistic lyric style that fans can really relate to. You know, just by listening to one of her works, fans of various genres can be kind of instantly fall in love with her. With just her unbelievable arrangements and vocal range. It could either be those emotionally vocal heavy tracks like Fall or Rain. Or it can be more of the beat heavy songs like Moving and Groovin' and Umbrella. One thing's for sure is that Young does it sure has a lot of work that fans can really get involved with and jam to. While her solo work is absolutely phenomenal, her collaboration work is some of the best work I've seen since the pandemic era. And rather be a more slow and buttery style, kind of like with Loki with Syrup, or take on that more upbeat style with the latest release of her EP Park with... Music Corner alum Mukai Taichi and Clockpot. She kind of has like other singers slash songwriters of this era can really show her versatility in both being in front of the mic with singing and also kind of being behind the scenes with composition as well. She's also produced several live concerts as support backup support with various artists and she's also you know a current member of the r&b soul group tokyo critters and she's actually a founding member of a event called dramatic soul that kind of brings a lot of jazz hip-hop and soul music to the more younger generation and it's kind of been in the music scene in shibuya since 2015 so she kind of has two albums right now she has asian monsoon in 2009 and then in 2018 she's also released a a amazing instrumental heavy album which is you gotta listen to she also released four eps in 2009 19 2020 and 2021 and she's also a podcaster herself please listen to her stuff because i was gonna actually tell you luna it might be a little difficult because she does do it in japanese but she is doing the podcast on the sect of being behind uh, of a music producer and kind of interviewing artists and kind of how they got their start and what's their inspiration and stuff like that so her latest episode was with Ely so I'm pretty (gasps) sure you would like that oh I'm definitely gonna be checking this out but yeah what did you think of her I I know I've introduced several of her work in the past with you so Yes, you have. And I remember you introduced me to Loki fe- featuring Syrup because we've talked about Syrup before and we've covered him. And Loki, I remember enjoying, but going back to Young Hung was just amazing. So her Park EP, like you said, her collaborations are phenomenal. And I absolutely loved that whole EP Park, So Good, Flow. The remix of Park, which is a Taku Takahashi remix. And I mean, I cannot say enough about how good it is because that EP literally does flow together. And just how Young Hung with Tai Chi and Clackpot, just all their vo- the vocals, the compositions, everything is just perfect. 
So that was just a real treat. And going back and listening to just all her tracks in general, one of my favorite EPs by her was her documentary EP. I thought Trapped was Trapped Well and Metronome featuring Kohei Japan. Just Mm. phenomenal. Trapped caught me right away. As soon as I heard it, I fell in love with it, stopped what I was doing and hit the plus sign. And I could not get enough of it. And Metronome featuring Kohei Japan did the same thing for me. And I, I really do enjoy some of Kohei Japan stuff, and I don't see him on there often, to be honest. But Metronome was just so good. And I think it's her part of it is her vocals are just phenomenal. And like you said, her Asia Monsoon album, my goodness, the piano and the violin, just her together with Ha Myungsu uh, was... Yeah. Oh my god, it was just so good. The whole album flows together, and it is beautiful. It is like a piece of art for your ears. And it it has this relaxing feel and pulls you in. Young Hyung's vocals are very light but powerful. And just this beautiful reminiscence that just makes you feel really good. So, and I will say I loved her album from 2018, Photograph. And I know what you mean by instrumental heavy. It was also very vocal heavy, which surprised yeah. me because a lot of her other ones, they, I mean, you hear her vocals, but this was the most vocal heavy I've heard her. And I loved it. It was a very interesting album. Sodagaski was freaking amazing. I also loved Life is Going On, Tuning. I I was just amazed of listening to all, each one of her works you find something new and how she can change her vocals from very light and serene to very powerful. And that's one of the things I loved about her. I feel like she does have something for everyone in all her music. And I I cannot recommend checking out her Park EP enough. And I do get a question for you on her, though. How did you discover her? Oh, just going into the good old random pile. <laughs> so I found her from Syrup because of her collab with Syrup, obviously. And when I kind of went down that rabbit hole, I ended up just enjoying a lot of her work more and more. And then I was like, yeah, you know, I was debating on whether to do her as a music winner or not and mostly because that hesitancy goes with her involvement with Tokyo Critters and I didn't want uh, another Kimiko situation where we'd have to listen to all of the, her work and it's kind of really expansive it's it's close to close to 16 years of musical work and it's really hard to kind of just go into in one week <laughs> But I made a decision to just only focus on her solo work, and I'm I'm very happy that you have enjoyed her overall. So, oh yes, of course, and I'm I'm actually probably gonna dive into Tokyo Critters next because I didn't get a chance to check out all their work. But what I have listened to, I only listened to a few songs I've liked, so I'm looking forward to actually diving in deeper. But yeah, you can find her on her official website on our site, along with her Twitter and Instagram, along with the music video for the track, So Good, on our site as well. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the 
Orkan chart, and it's very interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Yes, it is. It's an interesting week. But yeah, this week we start off at number 10 with Dynamite by BTS. It's very interesting that it's on the lower half this time around. So, but it's this week it's on a lovely, tw- yeah, it's still hanging in there. But yeah, this week it sold a lovely 24,788 points. And going on up to number 9, it is Crybaby once again by Official Hige Dandisa. And I'm pretty sure the only reason why this is on here is because the announcement of their brand new album. So, I, I'm pretty sure as well. And being honest, I forgot about Crybaby and I feel horrible saying that because I think it's one of their best songs released this year. Yeah. And I, so I went back and listened to it. And it made me realize, why did I sleep on this? Because this is phenomenal. And I, I, it gave me a reignition for Official Hige. I think I got a little burned out on them, especially after hearing Universe, which I wasn't a big fan of. So Crybaby yeah. felt very refreshing and a good new reintroduction to Official Hige again. Well, I think it's also a very out there and in terms of its introduction and composition yes it doesn't sound the same as a lot of their other tracks which was my issue i felt like after a while a lot of their songs started to sound the same Mm. and i think that's part of the reason i got a little burned out and i think for crybaby i crybaby i remember listening to it and liking it but then i think i just kind of stopped listening to them in general so going back it was a great refresher of how this doesn't sound like a lot of their other tracks. And it really, it stands out. And yeah. I think that's why uh, I enjoyed Crybaby. Another thing, too, I also think that we kind of slept on this is because it is part of an anime. So we thought that it was just going to be run of the mill, probably. Yes. And that was my other issue. A lot of, No offense to a lot of anime theme songs. I'm a sucker for anime themes. However... A lot of them are run-of-the-mill or they're, you know, you listen to them and you only feel they're good for that show, but they're not a good listen outside the show. Yeah. So I think that's the other reason I slept on it as well. But yeah. This week, Crybaby sold a lovely 25,835 points. And going on up to our first new track of the week, it is Super Summer by Need You. And... (laughs) What what did you think about it, Luna? <laughs> so, I'm really hit or miss on Niju, but I, I will say this. I went into it with no expectations because of how I felt with their last couple tracks. I didn't mind Super Summer. I will say, though, it's typical Niju, and that, that's going to always remain my issue. I feel like they're always going to keep to the same formula. And I know, Ken, me and you, we've talked about this before, that you know when we see them on here we know what we're gonna get and it is a very hyper upbeat track your typical girl group type of thing and i i hate saying it like that but it really is the reason why i didn't like hate it and i actually did kind of like it it is a good summer song for me if you know if need you didn't do stuff like this all the time i would like it more because it is, I like my summer songs, I like my hyper upbeat type of thing, and that's what it is. It's a very um, boisterous track, and yeah. 
I will say the composition and their vocals actually matched pretty well this time. And I think that's the other reason I liked it because the last ones they did, I did not feel that way. And there was something that I just felt off about them, but at least not through summer, it didn't feel off. It's just typical need you doing what they do. So, you know, I'll, I'll just baton off of you here. I did really like the fact that the composition and their vocal works really mashed well this time around. Not not to say that their prior work hasn't, I just never got that itch that it did on my end. But Super Summer does work very well hand in hand with the composition and their lyrical work. So I can't knock them on that. But for me, I, I've always had my big deals with Niju and unfortunately it's still blaring here and I can't really help but shake that so Uh, it's understandable i i understand your feelings on that but regardless you know super summer sold a lovely twenty five thousand eight hundred and sixty nine points here and going on up to number seven it is dry flower by yudi so you know not really surprised the song is still uber popular especially with the younger generation and on social media so but this week it's all the lovely 26,704 points. And going on up to number 6, it is Amega Hajimari no Aizu slash Sama Sama by Seven Order. A lovely Music Corner alums here. And this was a very interesting release. So what did you think about this, Luna? So I, I thought omega hajimari no aizu was okay i i thought their vocal work was really good the composition matched very well i didn't care for summer sama because of it just felt off to me i thought it was okay Mm. but it wasn't great and i think it was the rap that really did it in for me i mean in general i didn't really like like you know it you know it started off okay and then the rap just pushed it south for me yeah no i I feel the same way with Summer Sama Sama. I I don't know what they were trying to do with this random rap part. I it, it's a good inclusion, but it just comes out of left field, and I'm not really into it. It kind of really ruined a song that would have been a great summer song, in my opinion. But on the opposite end, Amega Hajimari no Aizu is absolutely phenomenal. Their vocal work in that song is really, really good and actually really showcases what Seven Order can really do. I agree. And I remember when we did MC, I I was hit or miss. I thought their vocals were phenomenal and that was the one thing I loved about them. So I'm glad to see a seat. One, I'm glad to see him pop them to Oricon so we get to talk about him again. And two, I think they did very well with Amega Hajimari no Aizu because it showcases what they do best. I just wish Summer Sama Sama was a little better because I love my summer songs and that one was disappointing. But yeah, this week, Amega Hajimari no Aizu slash Summer Sama Sama sold a lovely 28,233 points. And going on up to number five, it is... Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei by Yao Sobi. Now I can see this come back up once again on the charts because of the fact that Baystars is now out of Netflix jail and is available internationally. So because the fact that Kaibutsu is the opening and ending song for that, I can kind of see people who weren't really interested in them kind of 
listening to this and bumping those numbers up once again. I didn't realize Beastars is out of Netflix jail. I have not paid attention, but I I understand why it's popping up again. Plus, it is a really good... Kaibutsu is really good. Yes, yes. But yeah, this week, Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei sold their lovely 31,990 points. And going on up to number 40 is Pale Bloom by Kenshi Yonezu. Not much we can say more about this. Solid release. Very catchy, so. But yeah, this week it sold a lovely 37,774 points. And going on up to number three, it is the lovely Sangen Shoku by Yasobi, or I believe how they translate it in English is RBG, so. So I know me and Gray talked about Sangen Shoku a little bit last week, but Ken, this is your first listen to it. What did you think of it? So I think it was it's a really solid track done by Yao Soapy, and I want to hear your 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 take about it because I I, I wasn't able to re-listen to to your guys' first take. So how'd you guys like it or not? So I enjoyed it. I actually thought Sangan Shoku was a very solid track. I thought Yao Sobi's vocals are good. The composition was good. I do feel like it was typical Yao Sobi. But I'm mm-hmm. okay with that because it is what they do best. Yep. And it works. And Gray's initial take, I remember he did not care for it. So this is also a very interesting thing that I have to talk about that is important for us on our side with the, this release and I guess a, a prior release that Yasobi has done. So they've released English versions of their prior songs. So they released Into the Night, or or Yoroni Kakeru, and then they released RBG in English lyrics, and then Ikuta is singing all in English for that, so... Or not Ikuta, Ayase. Ayase is singing all in English for the entirety of of the track, and it's very interesting that they decided to do an English version, I guess, because the fact that they are seeing that they have a more Western following now because of just their hits of Yonenika Keru and stuff. So, And I, I noticed that as well when because we talked about End of the Night last week because I, I actually really liked that they did a English version and then seeing that they did Sangan Choku, an English one, which I did listen to earlier. I'm like you said, Ken. I'm glad that they're noticing they have Western fans, international fans, and are catering to that because there's a there's a lot of people who like to have both versions. And I honestly think ISA does a phenomenal job. And I I mean I still like the original. However, I love hearing that they're still doing an English one, so people I know who might not want to listen to it in Japanese per se, you can say here this is this group which is nice but it is interesting to see what other songs they might end up doing that with in the future yeah that's for darn sure i wouldn't i'm pretty sure they are probably going to do kaibutsu or monster in english at one point or another so yeah given its popularity and also it being tied to b stars for sure going back to the japanese version of sangen shoku 
This week I sold a lovely 41,093 points. Yeah. And going on up to number two, it is Butter by BTS. Not much more I can say about this song because I I, I don't get to eat my BTS meal at McDonald's anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they, ha I knew they were part of the commercial. I didn't know they had their own meal. Yeah, it's like they have the, 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 the whole thing is like, you know, the Szechuan sauce craze. Yes. Yeah, so it's like the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I, I don't eat fast food, so even if I did, I mean, even if I wanted to go to McDonald's, I don't really eat fast food. So, But it's neat to know yeah. they had a BTS meal. Yeah, so they had all this, like, chili and spice-filled sauce, and it had Korean writing on it. It's very interesting, and, like, it's just bland, to be honest. It's <laughs> cool they did that, though. <laughs> You know, and yeah. showcasing something different because I feel like in at least in the States, we don't get that many cool things at McDonald's. I like going overseas and seeing what everyone else had that was different than we had here. And that excited me. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but that's when I did eat fast food. So I'm I will say I'm surprised how much butter sold this week because I feel like the sale, like the points have been kind of. Metacore, and this week it seems to jump up more than usual. Yeah, yeah, it kind of has been. But yeah, this week it's the lovely 98,205 points here. And going on up to number one, it is Border Hakanai's, comma, give, give and take in the Japanese version by Enhypen. So they are a brand new Korean group that made their debut, the Japanese debut. This is their Japanese debut single, but they made their Japanese debut like I want to say earlier in the year with uh, like a mini album. So this is our real first take with them. So how did you feel about this release, Luna? So I loved it actually, and I think the reason why is because they didn't do the typical style we usually see when K-pop groups come over and make their debuts in Japan. And a lot of them do that typical pop and lock style, but in hyphen took a different style with Border Hakanai, Give and Taken, and I like that. You, you really hear their vocals shine, and the composition is more of an R&B chill style, and that's the other reason I liked it. I think it fit very well. Their vocals are just phenomenal. And I do remember seeing N-Hyphen's, one of their albums, on the album charts. And I've wanted to check them out for quite some time. So seeing them at number one makes me really happy that we actually get to talk about them. And I do finally have a reason to make sure I listen to them. Um, Ken, I'm curious to hear your thoughts too. Because I know we always, you know, with... Some of the K-pop ones that move over were hit or miss. And just how they make their debuts, because, you know, K-pop, J-pop, they each have their different styles with it. So what did you think? Yeah. So I absolutely love this single debut of N-Hypen. And Border Hakanai is probably my song of the week. Because it's absolutely amazing. I really love the vocal-heavy work that they have done for this and it's something that i i'm kind of falling in love with i'm falling in love with day by day and i actually 
can't wait to hear more Japanese stuff by them. I, I can't believe I'm really saying this about a Korean group, but here I am. <laughs> I agree with you on that because I think as a single debut, this is amazing. I mean, like you said, their vocal work is phenomenal, and I 100% agree. And this is also my song of the week because I, I feel like nothing could top this. Out of everything I heard this week, I think In Hyphen easily knocked everyone out of the park. Yeah, no, for darn sure. And, and that's not to say with all the other new releases with Niju and Seven Order, and, well, for me and um, yeah, also mean that they didn't release good work. It's just that. What I'm looking for this week, Border Hakanai, really, really kind of gave that for me. And I know that a lot of the Japanese people were really loving that as well. As this sold gangbusters, it sold 210,301 points here. So that's an amazing start. I agree. And I'm hoping this, I hope Border Hakanai stays on here for next week because I would like to hear Gray's take on this. As I know, we all have the same feelings with some, you know, how some groups come over, but I would like to hear what yeah. he thinks of their vocal work on Border Hakanai. Yeah, so with that, let's continue on to the albums here. Now, this was a very interesting album week because besides three artists on here, the rest are Korean artists. So we got twice with their. Taste of Love 10th mini album, B by BTS, Straight Sheet by Kenshi Yonezu, Love Yourself by BTS as well, The Book by uh, Sobi, Your Choice by 17, Must 2 p.m. Volume 7, so I guess that's their 7th mini album. Yes, and I'm glad they're back because I thought they were never coming back. Well, military service would do that, right? <laughs> Very true. And then they got BTS The Best by BTS. You got NCT Dream by Hot Sauce with their song or with their mini album Hot Sauce NCT Dream Volume One. And then you got the lovely Husbandos. Husbandos here. They're Nico Nico Doga Husbandos. So, of the lovely group of Udashima Katasen. So. It's very interesting that the Husbandos topped everything. <laughs> it is. And, I mean, they more than topped it with the points. I mean, they, they they sold a lot more than most. But it's very interesting. I'm actually not surprised to see all the Korean releases on there because you can buy a lot of them in the U.S. as well, in the States. You yeah. go to Target and Walmart and Best Buy and all that stuff, they're there. So I'm not, I bet, I have a feeling in Japan it's the same way. But I'm glad to see the Husbandos on there, in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This week, I love. I want to say thank you so much for listening to us at Ongaku DU. You can find us on all social media platforms, on Twitter and Instagram, at Ongaku DU. You can follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry, at ongakudu.com. You can follow all of our affiliates, Karyu Hunter, who is a retro RPG streamer. He's been streaming a lot of stuff he did. I believe he did Final Fantasy VI recently, so 
If you want to check out all his stuff, you can check it out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our lovely affiliate, TimberTav, who is a variety streamer, and he is trying to go through Resident Evil 8 Village currently. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTav, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who's actually starting to stream Final Fantasy fourteen. So, good on her. I actually have something to talk to her about the next time I come to visit. <laughs> Yes. But you can check her out. Oh, you want to see? I was going to say, yes, yeah, she was very excited about starting Final Fantasy fourteen. But yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-D-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out the lovely fangirl who is a another variety streamer and is in heavily with the legend of zelda community you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also check out the podcast that i do with lou timber and fangirl called potasaurus this week we talked about uh, the lovely acid trip that is the game Cruelty Squad. We also talked about Chrono Cross, Mass Effect the Legendary Edition, and a little bit of Ratchet and Clank, the brand new one for the PS5. And you can f- check that out by looking up Cory Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, across all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, more Roboco Harobo, and more Aina Aiba. Where can we follow you, Luna? You can follow me on several social media platforms, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, and Kitsu at LunaMaria87. And you can follow me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna. And you can follow Gray on Twitter at OngakuGray, where he's talking about all the lovely tokusatsu things. But yeah, I want to say thank you once again for listening to this episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna. I hope everyone had has a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. Jamatane. <laughs>